Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Guys, guys, I'm hiding from the government right now. They've raided my place. They've got guns. They saw that I know too much. I know too much about what's going on in the blasted government. So I'm hiding from them. I really could use monetary support in order to get enough money to persuade the government in a monetary fashion to stop bothering me and that I'm no threat. And one way you could do that is subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash MatthewDonald. There you can find bonus content for both my podcasts, The Ripwit and Paleobites. For the Paleobites bonus content, we discuss pop culture featuring prehistoric animals. And this month we're talking about The Lamb Before Time, the classic 1988 Don Bluth movie with a hell of a lot of sequels. But we don't talk about any of the sequels. We talk about the original movie. I, I hear there's footsteps. They're coming closer! Oh, wait, no. Okay, that was just my cat. Go away, cat. You're gonna give away my hiding spot. Link is in the description for you can sign up to the Patreon. Thank you for your support, and have a lovely day. Have a better day than I am. Wait. What's that? Ah! Ah! Roar. Growl. Snarl. Hello. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast banned in Bible Belt schools. My name is Matthew Dahl, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genius of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by someone, a New Zealander who knows America better than this American does, Ben O'Regan. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm good, thanks. Cure everyone, and that's not true. I know America less than him. I just know random bits of trivia. Yeah, well, you know at least that part of America better than I do. Uh, so. mm. yeah. I, tr- uh, I try uh, to make habit not to learn too much about bits of America, not because I dislike the country or anything, just because it's... Oh, the country so, sucks, like, so I don't blame you. No, it's more like just <laughs> some things are so damn confusing when I try to wrap my head around them, like the way the government's organized compared to the relatively simple one we've got where we don't even have an upper house and stuff. Yeah. Like, for example, it's just like... Uh, Ben's got a headache. Oh, no more. <laughs> it's it's headache-inducing, man, for real. Uh, 
I find it so, bizarre that I can't wrap my head around it, though, yet I can wrap my head around the intricacies of, you know, like, feudalism, like all the different ranks and stuff. <laughs> well, it's Which basically modern feudalism, American politics, mm. so... That's <laughs> crazy stuff. Uh, I I'm trying to think of a dinosaur related question here. <laughs> I don't. I'm, I'm running on empty here. <laughs> so, you got one. You got one for me. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite pterosaur? Ooh. Uh, oh yes, Lyra. You have some things to say there. Um, Unfortunately, there. you're a uh, bird. You're not a pterosaur, so you can't nominate yourself, Lyra. Nope. Sorry, you can't. <laughs> you're not a pterosaur. <laughs> oh, now your bird's giving me the evils. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'd probably say Tapajara. Now I suddenly feel like a small mouse running for a field being chased by a velociraptor. Bad bird. Yeah, that could. <laughs> yeah, or like that pig that was chased by the raptors at the beginning of Jurassic World. So, so you said Tapajara, if I heard you correctly? Yeah, Tapajara. I think that one's cool. <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing some stuff about them in the Spec Ever community, and I think it might just be the paleontology community in general, like where they think it's now not like it was depicted in Walking with Dinosaurs where all they had was the head. No, I think it's they, smaller a, or something. Yeah, but a bit like as dark as it spent a lot of time on the ground, so it might have been the equivalent of a flying pig, essentially. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'd like, like that. Like a bit of a bruiser, general browser. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think they might have thought it was a frugivore too, which would be quite cool, mm. so. Mm. Uh, mm. But yeah, it's just, I love I that crest. That. Mm. that crest is so mm. cool and huge. <laughs> it is. Uh, some pterosaurs had really weird head ornamentation. You're like, how the oh, heck yeah. did they fly with that thing? Yeah, like, what's that one that begins with a D? It's like, does Junkers, I don't know how what's what's called, but the one with, like, the weird whale-like baleen in its mouth. <laughs> like, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's, um, it looks a bit like a f- flamingo almost. Yeah, it kind of looks like a flamingo. Mm. That one, that one's weird. Yeah. Uh, I was in a book I used to have so, on pterosaurs that had all these beautiful restorations in them. It was around about the time when we were starting to, you know, learn pterosaurs weren't in decline at the end of the um, Cretaceous. That right. they were more than yeah. just fish eaters, like a lot more diverse than they were depicted at the time. But um, that, unfortunately, yeah. it was a case of a book that I loved to death. I read it so much it fell apart. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. Sucks when you have those old books like that. But hey, digital mm. recreations are good. PDFs, you know? I'm sure you can find yeah. it online. But Yeah, uh, nothing beats having uh, an actual book in your hand, though, in my opinion. That's true, that's true. Uh, you know, I for my Megazoic mm. books, I've wondered sometimes if I could should publish a giant one that has all four of them together. My parents are like, no one would buy that. That's too big for... For a, like you don't want a 1,200-page book. And I'm like, but I would want that. So yeah, and there <laughs> are people that buy Lord of the Rings um, as it was meant to be published, yeah. which isn't split in the free bit as one big back-to-back thing. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I might see who... Well, I might see what happens. I think it'd be cool to have like a cover that has all four covers kind of together and like this interesting thing. It's like the complete Megazoic saga. <laughs> and it's just... I, I'd get that. It's... <laughs> tiny text you could do that and then as a freebie in it you could put your old the um one of your older versions like the very first of the second the old cyphic one with the clone army yeah yeah i could put that as like a a, a special edition sort of thing yeah yeah anyways uh let's talk about rapidosaurus this week another madagascan dinosaur <laughs> yes that seems to be a theme here <laughs> so uh, blame me i did pick them 
<laughs> uh, no, that's okay. No, I like it. Um, when else are we going to talk about them? Uh, maybe eventually. Uh, so it means Rapido <laughs> Lizard. Rapido in Mal- Malagasy folklore is he's a giant deity who made the geological features of the Madagascar home, and that's how Rapidosaurus got its name. Like, it's like a giant god that, like, stomped around and formed the earth. So, like, that's hmm. nice and all, but 50 feet's kind of small for a sauropod, so I don't know if it could do that, but, yeah. you know, well, it's probably... Even for a titanosaur, it's pretty modest, because not all titanosaurs are big either. Despite yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, but some, some titanosaurs were enormous, but this one was kind of smaller. It wasn't the smallest hmm. one. We'll get to that. Uh, but it, like I said, it was a titanosaur sauropod, a, a diverse group of long-necked dinosaurs that thrived in the Cretaceous. It was mm. 49 to 54 feet, slash 15 to 16.5 meters long, mm. 10 to 12 tons. Mm. It was an herbivore. Mm. It lived in the late Cretaceous, mm. 70 to 66 million years ago. Again, another victim of the meteor. And so. as um, one book would put it, titanosaurs represent the final flourish of the sauropods. They really like, did. They, they weren't, they're not only the final branch of the sauropods, but... Um, while they seem to have disappeared in North America outside of um, Alamosaurus. Yeah, Alamosaurus is the only one, yeah. Yeah, which probably represents some kind of island crossing thing or something. That or they just didn't get preserved in the fossil record because you had them around the mid-Cretaceous and that like when uh, um, Acrocampsaurus was around. Right. Um, Like sauropod species, not necessarily titanosaurs, but they... um, Excuse my rambling, everyone. Um, basically, no, of course. No, they really do represent a final flourish. Like, they weren't just the last group, but they were flourishing, literally. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Like, I mm. think I think mm. the Alamosaurus is cool. Like, that's mm. a sauropod that lived mm. at the same time and place as T. Rex. That's weird to think about. Mm. Normally, I don't think of T. Rex with yeah. long necks, but there you go. I remember <laughs> seeing one DVD I picked up. It was like a box of these cheap little CGI dinosaur films. I think it was End of the Dinosaur. Something like it shows a bunch of Alamosaurus going for a walk when the um meteor hits and it shows the forces like the wind force set up for us so strong it like sends them flying and it's shredding their skin off them <laughs> oh god that's that's brutal <laughs> honestly like if there's some way we can go back in time as stupid and crazy as this sounds by my juvenile mind but send a giant person back with a giant space bat and just whack that asteroid into mars because who gives a damn about the martians <laughs> that's that's one way to stop it yes hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, location, Madagascar, <laughs> like we said earlier. It was described in 2001. Uh, pop culture appearances, uh, there's two. There's in the documentaries Planet Dinosaur and Dinosaur Revolution. So, that's mm. cool stuff. Uh, uh, so, um, despite its rather small size for a long neck, Rapidosaurus was not mm. the smallest of its family. Uh, that would be Rokosaurus, which was 26 mm. feet slash 8 meters long, which is barely a sauropod at that point, I reckon. There's got to be a minimum yeah. size. Otherwise, everything anything could be a sauropod. My dog well, could be a sauropod. If you want to count Come the on, prosauropods, man. then some of them were blooming small. I think there was one species, um, I can't remember the name for the life of me, but it was like mouse-sized or hand-sized. Oh, Mosasaurus. Mosasaurus. Mosasaurus is what's called. It means mm. mouse lizard. Uh, that one mm. actually... We, found, we now know that the small one we found was actually a juvenile. The big one was about maybe six or seven feet long, which is still small, but, you know. Yeah. So. And if you want yeah, a comparison of um, a juvenile um, Rapetosaurus, um, you can picture it next to a human, and it would only be a bit taller due to the long neck. So they're definitely not right. very big. Like, still a considerable they're animal, not, especially by mammal standards, but, like... By yeah. dinosaur yeah, 50 standards. feet long. That's mm. 
that's huge. And also for Madagascar dinosaurs, mm. that's huge. That's as far as we know, this yeah. is the biggest dinosaur in Madagascar. So yeah, it's probably a case I mean, of dwarfism because of the it's an island. Right. I mean, it's a big island, but it's still an island. So yeah, and uh, even bigger islands like um, stuff from I think Madagascar had pygmy hippos at one point. Yes. Yes. Well, mm. like pygmy hippos, and they did have the elephant bird. <laughs> So some, but there is also island gigantism. That's the thing too. So oh yeah, like um, uh, a lot of the Indonesian islands, even when they were um joined um as um by lower sea levels, you had like the Stegodon elephants. Um, I think yes, I think the, they the were little... elephants. They were relatives of elephants, but they went tiny, and then like rats and the some of the lizards went huge. Oh yeah, like the yeah the yeah the. Uh... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Megalania went after the uh, Stegodon. That's the big lizards ate small elephants. Yeah, because it turns out Megalania wasn't just confined to Australia. The Komodo dragon basically is Megalania, if I recall. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Komodo dragon is a, basically a smaller version of Megalania. So, and that's telling you something because Megalania, like the Komodo dragon, was big. So picture Megalania, and you're <laughs> Megalania was about like twenty feet Victorian. long or something. Mm. Like, yeah, it's, it's basically su- a Victorian reproduction of Megalosaurus minus the horn. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, man, I, I like those Victorian versions <laughs> of dinosaurs, though. Like the meat eaters. There's something like these, charming about them, eh? They are. Like like the four-legged meat-eating dinosaurs that, I don't know. Mm. I also like, uh, I, like mm. I watched Fantasia recently. It's on Disney+, Plus, and I just was watching that dinosaur one. It's just so cool to see these old Isn't that last of march of the dinosaurs, like where they're all marching to their death after a massive drought? Yeah, that's right. There's the drought, mm. but then earlier on, it's, there's just them hanging out and eating stuff in a swamp. Mm. And, like, and there's a huge list of creatures they have in that. Like, they have Corythosaurus, they have Plagiosaurus, they have... They have Triceratops, they have Chasmosaurus or Chasmosaurus, I forget which one it is. Stegosaurus, T Rex, uh, Hypsilophodon, Truodon, Archaeopteryx. There's a, whole, a lot of different ones that they have. So, hmm. I think this was cool. um, that it had like the old 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever you depiction as sauropods of swamp dwellers, didn't it? Yes, they did. They were in the swamp. Hmm. Uh, they uh, were eating stuff in the swamp they were always wading in water and the same thing with uh the duckbill dinosaurs they thought they were swamp dwelling in this too so yeah. you'd see well, i don't blame like older scientists and paleontologists for reconstructing them like that but just i can't for the life of me understand how they would think all the same that something like that would be able to support itself in water it would have crushed its lungs 
Yeah, well, I guess they were thinking rather it cl it is less likely for it to have clutched its lungs rather than it crushing its its it, it being able to walk at all. Yes, yeah. so. and I can see the water recreate like dwelling reconstructions of them being better than say the reconstructions that they did of some sauropods where they had them like their limbs sprawling like a lizard, you know, the right, L-shaped yeah. limbs, and that they yeah. had to have trenches to crawl around. I'm like, where are the trenches coming from? <laughs> That's true. Oh man, like or is there like... some race of time traveling mole? people that go and dig <laughs> trenches for dinosaurs well it's like uh so, some creatures you, you look at them it's like we need to figure out how these basic functions work like like uh di like you, you, this is again this is another tangent but who cares it's yeah. fun stuff uh you know dinotherium the the elephant crete relative that has the downward facing tusks yes i know the one because it was yes. a walking with beast yes uh a lot of people also depict it with a short trunk but the problem with it having a really short trunk, even if it had a tr short trunk, was that mm. th we have found, like, its bone, its knee bones, it couldn't kneel. It couldn't really kneel too much. So, if it had a short trunk, how in the world did it drink? Good point. Because so, yeah, so, I think, don't they think it used its tusks to, like, scrape trees open or something? Right, but, like... Like, and that makes sense, I guess. But, like, the only way it could drink, if it had a short trunk and it couldn't kneel, it would have to wade waist-deep into water. Mm. Yeah. So There's some even weirder ones. I forget what it goes, like, playbilly dance. Some of the ones where their bottom the jaw scoops. goes out all the way. Yeah, like yeah, the, scoops. <laughs> the scoop ones, yeah. Yeah, basically they're duck-billed elephants. <laughs> I'm definitely doing an episode on those someday. Yeah. Uh, you can see how... Uh, interesting rapidosaurus is when we're not really talking about it it's basically just a normal long neck in madagascar but yeah uh, uh, as well as uh, being a titanosaur rapidosaurus was more specifically a saltosaur titanosaur which includes hmm. the armored saltosaurus of course and also includes the gigantic and uh, yes the gigantic north american alamosaurus that we mentioned earlier and the absolute mouthful oh god here we go opistocelacodia <laughs> What? Man, I've always hated that one. Yeah. So, it doesn't include other types of titanosaurs like my favorite, Argentinosaurus, or... No, it's not Argentinosaurus, yeah, or... Yeah, exactly, those mm. ones, no. Uh, mm. This family of longnecks lived all throughout the southern continents, with Alamosaurus being the one example from North America, as we said earlier, as well as the subcontinents mm. of Madagascar and India. Um... And but they here's the thing do seem that... to have been preyed upon by pheropods because we, while yes. scales and scoots aren't always evidence of defense or predation, they appear so common in some of these um, titanosaurs, or at least the ones that we find skin impressions of at any rate, that it definitely seems like they were being preyed upon by something like... We don't well, know if we sure have... say, Giganotosaurus was a pack hunter, but it definitely does seem to have specialized in hunting sauropods. Yes, yes, it did. Well, that's the thing. We were talking about, like, how Tyrannosaurus lived in the same time and place as Alamosaurus, but we know for a fact, based on T-Rex's mouth, it didn't hunt the sauropods. Its mouth was too specialized for it. It would have been better off hunting the duck-billed dinosaurs and other yeah. smaller, medium-sized ones. And if it was know, so. suicidal enough, given those horns, um, it, they probably do seem to have fed on Ceratopians as well, and... 
they probably, um, yeah. if they could get around the bony tail, they probably fit on ankylosaurids and um, the less dangerous noosaurids or notosaurids, sorry. Yeah, exactly. Like, Something like that. I don't know. We do mm. know that Rapidosaurus was mm. preyed on by Majungasaurus. We have teeth marks mm. of Rapidosaurus fossils with, with Majungasaurus teeth marks mm. on them, so... And that was the main reason so I suggested cool. we cover Rapidosaurus because it was fit on by something we mentioned previously. Well, the nice thing about so here's the cool thing mm. about Madagascar to kind of bring all this to get bring all this home. Uh, in the wet season, many tons of debris would wash through these channels that like that, and there was a bunch of river channels in Madagascar that it, that flooded mm. a coastal floodplain. And hmm. in the wet season, many tons of debris would wash through these channels and bury the carcasses of animals that died in the previous dry season. And this is what hmm. has made the animals in this area so well preserved. And it probably, so from an environmental standpoint, if they didn't get swept up in that, if the floods left a lot of trees and debris on the ground, that'd probably be a real boom for Repetosaurus and the herbivorous crocodiles and other animals dwelling there, because Bonanza, it might be rotten, but at right. least you're not having to lean up and get it. Right, Exactly. The idea of herbivorous crocodiles is just so weird to me, but it's so cool. <laughs> so. Well, it's just like, granted, they weren't crocodiles over crocodilians. Uh, my bad. Yeah, it, no, I know like, they weren't literally crocodiles. When you look at but, some yeah. of the extinct ones, like even during the Cenozoic, you had forms that they probably got outcompeted by land mammals that were the, um, also predators right. on the boards. But like, you just see, like, there was one that could gallop. It had hoofs. Yes, there was one, and I think there was one that was like that, with like an a, a, like downward facing legs, like fully straight mm. legs, that was so mm. lived so recently. The early Aborigines aborigine dealt with it, <laughs> so mm. that's crazy to me. Yeah, and there was um, there was a similar case that like a lot of people think of the salties, the saltwater crocodiles in Australia as being big, but yes. Australia's extinct freshwater crocodile is a species that I learned recently, so recently I can't even remember the damn name. But they dwarfed the saltwater crocodiles wow. of Australia. That's cool. Or like Purosaurus, mm. which is a caiman mm. from South America that lived up to five million years ago. That could get Dinosuchus sized. So, oh, gosh. That's but pretty just cool. Just goes to show, crocodilians aren't straight up living fossils. Even the more divergent ones tended to be in that they kept the body plan, but they're a lot more yeah. diverse than our current assortment. They certainly were. That makes them cool. Hmm. And uh, that's not to but, say that modern crocodiles are pathetic by any means. Just they were far oh, no, more they're pretty, in the past. They are cool. And hmm. then they're they're other than birds, they're the modern day archosaurs. So, hmm. so they're the ones closely related to dinosaurs. So, well, I think birds. I mean, technically, with the way cladistics works, like technically a mammal was still a fish. If you want to stretch that's it, that's true. We are still like, fish, aren't we? We're all birds. Fish. Are, birds are more or less. <laughs> Even though they're still technically they're dinosaurs because they're apes, they're technically they're a new group. Whereas crocodiles are still archosaurs, right? Archosaurs, well, and also it. like then by that logic, mm. birds are basically reptiles still too. So, mm. well, so. yeah. By going by that logic, we're still reptiles. I mean, technically, I, by that logic, we're, we're all fish. But yeah, literally yeah, every so. tetrapod is a fish. So, and literally every fish is a bacteria. And literally, no, that's basically it. <laughs> All right, so. Yeah, it's just, it, it's not being super literal. It's just the way cladistics right. work sometimes can be blooming weird. It is. Anyways, Rapidosaurus. <laughs> uh, we're going to write this thing now, which, <laughs> as you can tell, it's very interesting because we spent the whole episode talking about it. <laughs> so. My bad. <laughs> no, it's, no, that's fun. But this happens a lot in the show where, like, the yeah, animal well, isn't really yeah. that great. Let's talk about other things. Yeah. Like, recently yeah. I did an episode... Uh, well, not recently, by the time this comes out, but, like, recently when recording this, I did Mesohippus, yeah. a little horse, 
And I'm like, there's not really much to talk about this one, so let's talk about Moby Dick and the whaling industry. <laughs> so... <laughs> so... <laughs> Dan, you just gave me uh, an idea for a story. Oh, cool. I mean, I, I can't I, write it because I haven't got any writing talent, but imagine Moby Dick, but it's a Mosasaur and it's uh, like time travelers chasing it. That'd be cool. Uh, if it was, if it was uh, a Mosasaurus, Captain Ahab would lose far more than a leg from it. So, mm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not uh, Mosasaurus. Maybe a you know, um, like Kronosaurus. You know, a no, no. I think it'd be cool. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. I'm gonna rate Rapidosaurus like a yeah. thirty million. I mean, it's all right. <laughs> Maybe twenty million, honestly. Uh, I'll give it fifteen million because it's kind of plain. Yeah, it's it's more interesting in its relationship to the other creatures around it. Yeah, like it's itself. by no means a boring animal, but it's just nothing particularly interesting about it. All the same, like if you saw right. it in real life, you would be like seeing an elephant. You go, wow, or maybe maybe not an elephant. Elephants get more of a reaction well, be, than that. But like it's there's well, just way more interesting animals there. It'd be like seeing after seeing a bunch of African elephants, you finally see an Asian elephant. That's what that's kind well, of what it's it smaller is. Smaller tusk, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, it'd right. be like if you were going to Jurassic Park and like first you and you were like Doctor Grant, then you saw like the famous bit from the start, the brachiosaurs all out moving in herds and eating from the trees, and then you see a um, Nigerosaurus, right? Nigerosaurus, face. Yeah. It'd be like <laughs> it'd be like if you order a big pizza for the family and mm. then you get a personal fan pizza or something. Nah, no. <laughs> mm. no, it'd be like you go to McDonald's and you order a Big Mac and then someone gives you a one of those little happy one of those little free pack of McNuggets. Little, the, yeah, okay. It'd be like no, that's basically it. All right, so yeah. all right. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, <laughs> if you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact us at matt's d at matthewdollarcreator uh, for any general questions to me or any of the co-hosts, I could relay them. Uh, uh, oh, oh, I always forget to say this. Uh, if you like the show, rate us five stars in Apple Podcasts. That really helps the algorithm. So, yeah. And if this particular episode um, does get voted low, I apologize if I was caused, but I know that even by our usual standards, we basically went on tangents a lot on this one. But oh, like the tangents said, It's because it's such part. a boring dinosaur. <laughs> People love the tangents. So <laughs> I think people like the tangents. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, they probably do. Just <laughs> it's who we I are. I can't seem to shape my ability to apologize for for something. Uh, no, it's, it's good to be aware of one's yeah. potential, you know, missteps. Yeah. But so, uh, I have a book series on Amazon, Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. There is a Repetosaurus in it. It's the very first Juggernaut dinosaur found. It's the only one they could call. At the, in the first battle, in chapter three of the first book, so they bring in a Rapidosaurus uh, with missile launchers on its back. So, <laughs> good stuff. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, as I say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites, uh... <laughs> well, that's a bit mean for a Rapidosaurus. More like. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.